As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, and welcome to an episode of Dog Talk. So this is going to be uh, one of those really big, important episodes. Not really. I'm just kidding. The biggest thing that we always like to tell you is that this is a good time to ask any questions that you're looking for uh, with your dog training needs, uh, pet care, or anything else that's going on. Uh, as you can see, Dog Talk is one has been going on now for uh, 18, 19 weeks. Now, this is a really good strand of what we're doing. Uh, we have my co-host in the back. That's Bad Janet. And we are at my office here at the Bowag Pet Resort. So this is what Dog Talk is all about, is building community and teaching people all different things. And tonight's episode, we're going to be going over a few things that we've gone over before. Uh, dating your dog is one big thing. And thinking about mental, physical stimulant for your dog. And I know I've talked about it in past episodes, but it seems like it's, it's really coming around more and more and more. The more clients I've been talking to, uh, other trainers that I've been working with, my trainers here, Blue Line Canine, uh, we've been coming across a lot of clients having um, a lot of similar issues. Um, so I guess that this is why I'm really bringing it back up. Uh, it's it's sort of because of the fact that it keeps popping up. Um, so there's a few things that we have to look at. There's a lot of communication out there and a lot of education through YouTube, social medias, TikToks. Uh, so many different dog trainers, so many different information, so much information out there to the point where you really find yourself uh, struggling to find out what is the right method of training? What is the right tool? What is the right subject? What is the right uh, tips? What is the right methods to solve your direct problem? And that's sort of what we want to talk about tonight. So we want to really help you hone in on the information. So dog training has been documented for a very long time. Uh, you're looking at, at early stages around the World War One and World War Two, and and so on and so forth. So, and one of the biggest things I always like to tell everybody is this: number one is this: as long as documentation has been created and published and put out there, it has never been recanted and removed. So, when we think of where we're seeking the information, we have to be mindful of when it was printed, how it was printed, by whom it was printed, what was the styles going on back then, or where it is. And this goes for almost anything when you think about it. Because as time goes on, things improve and we learn new things and we try new methods, new philosophies. 
Uh, and that's one of those things that you have to work on and make sure that you're paying attention to while you're doing this uh, with your dog. Because when we think about it, well, we've learned that you could turn your back to get a dog to stop jumping. When the truth be told is it's actually a bad way of doing things. Because one, when you turn your back on your dog, right? So if I'm back here and I, and I do this to you, that didn't do anything besides probably some of you want to almost either flick off or not pay attention anymore. Because when you think about it, you're like, oh, well, he's not paying attention to me. I want to move on. But your dog is literally jumping on you because they're trying to get your attention. Now you turn your back. You are going to make that get worse. Your dog is going to now run around in a circle. You're going to amp them up. You're going to push that limit. You're going to go overboard in that case. So we don't uh, we don't recommend that because of the fact that when you do something like that, you're actually escalating the dog up into um, – you're just, you're pumping them full of drive and energy. It's really not the best way of doing it. Uh, I know I'm, I'm losing my mind here. It's late. Uh, so the biggest thing that you want to do is you want to do a couple of different steps. Number one is your dog is jumping up for a couple of reasons. Main reason is they're looking for attention from you. And when they were puppies, they used to get the attention very close to your face. Because you remember when they were puppies, you'd get on the floor with them or you would pick them up. So a lot of uh, their mind and thought process is that love and attention comes from this area here, the upper body, your your facial expressions and stuff. So they want to try to get there. That's number one. Number two, dogs are attracted to odor. And odor comes from three main areas on our bodies immediately, the most emitting areas. One is our crotch, second is our armpits, and third is our mouth. So if our dog is attracted to those things and our arms are closed and we definitely don't want them going to the crotch and we're talking and we have all this odor coming out of our mouth, that's the other reason why your dog's trying to jump up into it. They're attracted to that odor. They want to know what's going on. So now if the dog is going to those things and you get mad and you turn your back on them, the dog is just going to essentially run around and you're going to play this big giant chasing game. So there's a couple of things you want to think about. Number one would be is give the dog the alternative to what you want them to do to get rewarded. And it's very simple. You tell them to sit. If your dog is sitting, then you can reward them. Okay. Or what I like to do, if the sitting, if your dog doesn't know the sit command yet because they're they're either really young or you just uh, newly adopted them, is air pet the ground or pet the ground in front of you that will push the dog mentally to where they want to be. They are looking for your physical touch and attention. They will gladly go to where you are petting. So if you bend over and start petting in front of you, your dog will go there. In previous episodes, we talked about petting the invisible dog. It is the key answer here. Dogs will get jealous that there's a magical dog getting petted. They're petting. They will be jealous. They will go to that area to get pet. So this is a really neat thing to think about because it solves one of these big problems. And now with, with restrictions from the different states, you don't know how many people have been able to work around your dog, come in to introduce and do these kinds of things. Uh, and as the holidays come, restrictions might be lifted. You're going to have more people over. This is the stuff you want to practice. And it's a very easy skill set that you can utilize with meeting friends, family, and stuff like that. You can either A, tell your dog to sit when they go to meet somebody, or B, you can tell your guest to pet the invisible dog in front of them. Your dog will stay in the ground to go get petted by them. This is a very easy way of solving one of the biggest problems that we have with dogs, which is simply jumping up. There's two other ways that you can work on this. Uh, outside of that, one is that you can step into your dog, okay, that's taking ground from them and eliminating that. So because of that, it typically would make them move backwards and wonder what you're doing. So by taking this step into them as they come to jump up, 
they'll go back onto the ground and allow you to pet them when they're on the ground because you've obviously taken space from them and that's going to make them wonder what's going on. And step number three would be is you leave one foot planted and you step away and you step back to where you were. That'll allow the dog to go on the ground fully with all four feet and you'll be able to pet the dog once again on the ground. This is a major issue that comes up time and time and time and time and time again when it comes into dog training is the jumping up on people. And there's so many different methods and philosophies. And the thing is that we have to look at is what works good for us in our home? What works good for the type of environment that we live in do or the type of people and guests that we have? It is crucial to understand and work with your dog the best fit for your family. So for example, if you uh, live in a townhouse and it's a very tight area, you might have to have your dog uh, meet people in a living room or something like that because it might be a tight hallway. You might live in another house that has a huge front door open area. The tactics and how you do things are going to be different. And that's why there's really not one way to solve it every trick or everything in out there. So the reason why I bring that up is because what we started talking about is that when we think about our training and we have to think about how we have all this different information and we think one person's more right than the other, well, there's really not bad information. It's about finding what's best fitted for your need or, or those things. So, uh, we get into this kind of stuff is because of the fact, like I just gave you three different options for working on jumping behavior. And there's way more out there than, than that, than those three, but those three are the most commonly used and get fast. I mean, extremely fast results. So we, we push those three uh, as our first top three, and then we, we move on from there. That's a very big common problem. Now with dog training going on now, as you know, uh, with COVID-19 restrictions, dog training has been, a, has been a whirlwind of what we can, what we can't, what we are able to do with our dogs. Can we bring them to public places? Can we work on socialization? Uh, do we bring them to doggy daycares? Do we bring them to uh, boarding facilities? What, what do we do with our dog? How do we get our dog out, about, and work, and different things like that? And that's really a really neat thing that comes up is because a lot of dogs are being physically exercised because everyone's home. So they're able to take the dogs out and, and walk them more often, which is really, really good, except the dogs are getting really, really, really used to their walks. And that means there's less mental stimulation going on the walks. And you need to increase mental stimulation because you've increased physical stimulation, right? So mental, physical stimulation needs to have a balance. You cannot have one without the other. Uh, does that make sense? So uh, that's a big thing. Uh, we have a comment here from Jen. Our dog Ax, the Axel is uh, with you now. Great information. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, we can't. Thanks for hitting that up. So this information is going to be really good. And uh, just to let you know, Jen, if you need it later down the road, by all means, you can always check out uh, as you can see on the screen. BLK9TV.com will be up there later today, and also stuck in a truck. So again, getting back into what we were saying is that we have to think about mental and physical stimulation. It's it's crucial with our dogs because a lot of times we tend to personally find ourselves focusing in on one more than the other or, or them separately. So, for example, one of the things that we can use to, to mentally stimulate our dogs and physically stimulate our dogs uh, with kids at home or just being restricted to home, working at home, is playing hide and seek. This is one of my favorite tricks 
uh, or games to play with my dog. Not a trick. It's a game to play with my dog. Uh, and having children, it's even better because you can have the children hide in one room and you have your dogs go find them in the rooms. What's great about it is that you're making the dog utilize their nose to find this specific odor. In this case, I'd ask them to find my child. You can ask them to find their toy. You can ask them to find a treat. You ask them to do any of those things. And by them utilizing their nose, they're breathing in odor and they're filtering it through. So now they're filtering the odor through their brain to find out the strongest points called the cone effect. And what they're doing is they're trying to run around. And they're breathing in all this odor and they're filtering this odor, trying to find the strongest point to where the source is. Okay, it's, it's typically found with uh, law enforcement dogs. That's how they track. They, they're finding the human and uh, environmental change of odor. And that's how they're finding the people. They're using for CDS uh, explosives. Or if you ever have the opportunity to work with scent dogs with AKC trials, uh, there's some really good groups that have that have formed in most recent years uh, for competitions and different things like that. This is a really good activity that you could do with your dog. Scent training your dog is not a difficult thing to do. And it's a very fun activity. I did have other videos on it to introduce odors uh, carefully. And if this is something that people are really interested in, we could probably put together an entire episode and have a scent dog trainer uh, come out from AKC and, and do this because it's a really neat way of getting your dog mentally and physically exhausted simultaneously because of the fact that they're utilizing their brain to sift through the different odors that they're they're absorbing uh, through their nose and trying to find the source, you're mentally working them out. Now, physically, even though they're not running miles here, they're breathing in. So that means they're breathing a lot in simultaneously. So breathing in and out, breathing in and out, in and out, in and out, and it's wearing them down. Now, a lot of people turn around, well, Mike, that's not really working them out. So anybody's watching this, if you want to know uh, what kind of workout scent work does, okay, it's a very simple thing to do. What you do right now is I want you to take five quick breaths out of your nose. Ready? I guarantee you right now, everybody's starting to do, feel like they just started doing sit-ups. So if you were one of those people that did it, uh, go ahead and give me a thumbs up in the comment section because I guarantee you, you just figured out a new ab workout, which is very simply taking deep breaths or quick breaths through your nose. Now, mind you, your dog is doing this and filtering those odors simultaneously. So now you've just mentally, physically worked out your dog and you had a good time. So there's a few things uh, that you can look at in this scenario that happens very quickly. One, if you play, if you have children and you play hide and seek with your dog and your children, you're actually teaching your dog to find your children. So if gosh forbid something ever happens where your kids are lost, uh, or you're wondering where they are, you can literally ask your dog to go find them. So this is a double positive here. So not only do you get to work your dog, exercise your dog, build a relationship with your dog and your children simultaneous as a family activity, but now you also created a security blanket for you that if something ever were to happen where your children went missing or uh, they were to do to be lost in the yard or something or anything like that, it's not a good thing to ever talk about it, but it can happen. Now your dog can literally go and help find them, which is a great ability to have with your dog. Now your dog is also going to have something to look forward to that's building relationships with you, your dog, your family. So it's a good thing to have. So the dogs look so forward to it, which is really one of those nice things to think about. Imagine if you were
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply your dog and you were home all day bored out of your mind while mom and dad are on zoom calls or the brother and sister are on zoom calls meaning you're the children uh and you're you're bored out of your mind and you're you're just wondering what to do and only dad and mom come home and they're tired they're exhausted the dog's excited to see them but you know you're tired you want to cook dinner you want to go to bed you want to rest you don't really want to physically work out your dog the nice part about the scent training stuff is that you can hide little tricks or toys and stuff like that around the house and it gives your dog something to look forward to uh, let me check some of the comments here. Uh, Odin plays hide and seek with the cat, and their relationship is getting much better. See, there you go. So, so they're the the cat and the dog are playing hide and seek. Uh, scent training is starting uh, with your container plan. See, there you go, Trish. Great job. So, the containers are a really good way to do it. Um, I should show the PVC. There's a PVC way of doing it. If you uh, don't like containers, uh, pretty easy too. You could take. Uh, you know what? It's it's probably going to be easier if I demo it. Uh, I'll put together some other uh, quick, easy things, but the container is the fastest and easiest way. I think that's why I demoed it the first time. But uh, I like PVC. PVC is a really easy way, easy something to clean as well, uh, keeping odors fresh and clean. So we'll show a PVC. We'll have to set that up for matter of fact. Before I move on, I'm going to write that down because I tend to um, – if anybody knows me, that they know I tend to get um, – sidetracked very easily. So I'm going to write this down to make sure I don't forget. So I'm going to write dog talk episode on odor intro and home made tools. All right. So everybody knows that I took the note. Um, There it goes. Okay. So there's the note. I'm going to put that right on my desk. Uh, that way I am forced to make sure we have a dog talk episode for you guys um, from right there. Trish uh, puts a comment here. Notice that the treats are coming from the back pocket too smart for his own good. Okay, Trish. Bam. This is a good point to bring up. So, Trish, you just said that the dog is noticing where you put, you put the treats. This is why treat pouches are extremely valuable. Uh, and what you do is you move the pouch and you all over your body. That way you are not showing consistency. This is called the Clever Hans effect. Your dog is constantly watching your behaviors, and they're figuring out what you're doing. What's a really cool thing to look up is the Clever Hans effect. It was about, uh, Clever Hans was a horse that was able to tell math, and what, what they really discovered in this was the fact that the horse was studying the handler that was asking the questions. So, Trish, to give you an idea in this case is that your dog is sitting there watching your mannerism. So, for example, even if you don't have treats, if you reach for that back pocket, your dog will become immediately observant and obedient to the behavior thinking treats are coming. 
And the, cre the, the funny thing about that is that here at Blue Line Canine, and I guarantee if any of my trainers are watching this right now, they're going to laugh, but you must be consistently inconsistent to create consistency. That is right. You must be consistently inconsistent to create consistency. So that means, very simply, in order to create consistent behavior in our dogs, we must be inconsistent in our behaviors to proof the behaviors of our dog. So when we are doing training and we are making sure that our, be, our training is falling in place, where the source of reward comes from is a key element that must be changed at all times. That way we know for a fact that our dog is paying attention to the be obedience behavior or the wanted behavior that we have taught them instead of trying to predict our actions. So one of the funny things that happens a lot of times, even in law enforcement dogs, is that right-handed guys tend to want to reward their dog with their right hand. And then what happens is when they go to the shooting range with their dog, they wind up getting bit or their dog goes for their, do their gun because the dog does not see the fact that the hand is pulling a gun versus a toy that they see that the right hand is coming out. And typically the right hand means the toy is being thrown or a reward is coming. And then what happens, it hap that happens. So that's where a lot of canine handlers and, and, and people that, that of that format have to learn how to change the reward point. Well, in it goes the same across pet obedience by changing the location of the treat pouch or the toy where the toys dropping from or coming from. It's really making sure and proofing the behavior that you want in your dog. So this is a really neat thing that you want to think about is how do you change it? Where do you change it? Uh, by So one of the, the things that I like to do when I first bring home a puppy is I literally hide treats throughout my entire home. Uh, so that way that anytime I'm asking the dog to do behavior, the treats are, fine, are, are coming from different places. So I'm not always going to get the, the treats out of the closet or I'm not just walking around with the fanny pack. Uh, I tend to mix it up a bit. The other thing I tend to do is um, check my mannerism. So as you guys can see, I talk a lot with my hands. So because, in fact, I talk a lot with my hands when I'm working my dogs, I tend to over-exaggerate my hands more often to make my dogs essentially wipe that out as an, as an accidental cue. Um, so those are some of the things that you want to put together when you're working your dog. So that's, again, going back into these things. So let's recap. So we talked about three things to stop your dog. Uh, from jumping. Number one was to tell them to sit as an option so you can be rewarded. Number two is to step into your dog or option number three is where you step to a side, let them go to the ground, step back to exactly where you were to pet them. It is a crucial and most important thing to make sure you are understanding which one you're choosing. Don't try to go to all three or any of those things. Just fix what one and go for it. And always remember the invisible dog trick works phenomenally. If you pay attention to the invisible dog, your dog will be so jealous of that dog that your dog will literally do the behaviors you are asking the invisible dog to do. If you ever get a chance to work with me, ask me to work my invisible dog, and then you get to pick the breed and let me know what kind of dog that I was training with and see if you can get it right. It's a pretty fun trick. Um, and again, anybody that's gotten to work with me, they know that I'm a huge component of the invisible dogs because of the fact that when you work the invisible dog, it shows mannerisms and makes the other dogs and behaviors uh, create naturally by on you. So you don't have to be corrective or forceful in what you train. Number two, we want to make sure, we, again, we're recapping. We want to make sure that our dogs are mentally and physically exercised, not just one or the other. So um, 
making sure that your dog is not just running obstacles, but also getting challenged. So the obstacle course is giving them a little bit of a mental challenge, asking for wanted behaviors, longer stays, uh, different things. Challenging your dog throughout the day is a good thing mentally as well as physically. So giving them a physical activity and mental this will help curb a lot of unwanted behaviors. It also helps build relationships. And you can do that through scent training. And scent training is some fun, easy ways to do it at home. We have a video on Facebook and YouTube where you can use uh, Tupperware containers. Uh, you can also play hide and seek with your dog. It's a very easy kind of way of training your dog to do fun activities. Now here at Blue Line Canine, what we're doing right now is we're offering day and trains for $45 until December 31st. That is a daycare style dog training where you drop your dog off. We were able to do the mental, physical, and proofing of behavior. So this is a really great opportunity over the next 31 days to jump on. You guys can buy as many as you want. You don't have to use them by the 31st. You have to be purchased. So this is a great little thing that we're doing to close out the end of 2020 and introduce 2021. And our day and train programs have obstacle courses, scent work, and so many different things going on. So this is how I want to end this is a couple of things is that, you know, we have a lot of people listening to the podcast, watching our show here live on Dog Talk, and they, they want to know about picking a trainer. What happens if there's a blue line? There's not a blue line canine in my area. Uh, what happens to the trainers that we're working with? They don't really seem to understand what we're looking for. Or how do you find the right trainer? And it's a really good way to probably end the night show is, is simply as this. Um, number one is don't look at all the dog trainer certificates and judge them based on that. Because if you're not looking for a dog that's going to meet those certificates, then that, that certificate's probably not going to match. The biggest thing I like to tell people is interview your dog trainer. Make sure they align with your goals. Make sure they're right up the alley in knowledge of what you're looking for. Because one of the big things um, that you have to look at when you're working with your trainer is that you and your trainer have to work together. It's a knowledge-based thing that you're building relationships with. So we really suggest always interviewing your dog trainer and making sure you see eye to eye with the information. Make sure you understand the way they talk to you and communicate the information that they're working with your dog. Because sometimes we, we tend to get into dog training and they use really big words or vocabularies that wind up and, and we wind up not understanding it completely. And that's something that becomes a problem, right? Because if we don't understand the trainer, then how can we go home and implement it? And that's something we really have to pay attention. So if you uh, work with Blue Line Canine, if you are interested in working with Blue Line Canine, come and meet us as well. We always let people come and meet us at any point in time. Uh, you can check out my shows. You get to get to know me. You get to know our trainers on the show. I'm going to be forcing all of the trainers that work for Blue Line Canine on Dog Talk next year. I can't wait. Uh, this is their announcement, by the way. I, um, this is me telling them that they will somehow, some way, be guest appearances on Blue Line Canine. Because I want you guys to meet what makes this place great. And this, what makes this place great is the staff that truly loves and cares and is dedicated every day. And I'm telling you, they're dedicated to you guys to making a big difference and educating every step of the way. Uh, that is one thing that I'm so proud of having the people that I have surrounded myself with as how phenomenal they are about caring and making sure that the result is there. Breaking the knowledge down to the finest point to making sure that you grasp it and understand it and are able to implement it for the next step. So if you guys are interested in working with Blue Line Canine, please feel free to give us a call at 1-800-266-2365. Check out our website, bluelinecanine.com. Uh, feel free to hit us up. If you're interested in our day trains, you can buy as many as you like. They're at $45 right now until December 31st. And that uh, then the price will go up with the new year. But 
You can buy as many as you want till the end. Our day train program is a phenomenal way to make sure the training is embedded, stays embedded with you guys. Uh, it gives an activity for your dogs because we'll work your dog out one-on-one uh, mentally and physically throughout because we don't just put the dogs in play groups. We actually work them on our obstacle course. We take them on field trips when necessary. If they're, if we find that, um, matter of fact, like today we had a, we had one of our dogs that were in our day training program. Uh, when the owner came in, they had some um, issues they wanted addressed. Really simple thing that we did. Uh, the trainer decided to take the dog out for a field trip and proof the behaviors and make sure that she had a full visual of what's going on. So this is really great about what our day train program is working. And it's a, it's a neat thing that you can jump on and, and get with right now. So if you guys are interested, please feel free to hit us up. And that's going on at both locations, by the way, uh, in Raleigh, as well as uh, here at Joppa. So all three, I guess all three locations too, are both Joppa and our Raleigh location. So this is a really good opportunity getting on at the end of 2020. And again, if you're not in an area where you can work with Blue Line Canine, uh, make sure you interview the trainers and make sure they're right in line with what you're looking for. Again, it's about relationships and bonding, and it, it does take a long time to see what the results are. Uh, and I'll give you the three magical numbers for the ultimate results as we sign off, which is going to be 30, 60, 90. It's going to take you a minimum of 30 days to create your habits, 60 days to enforce them, and 90 days to embed them, which means you don't really start seeing the results that you're 100% looking for until 30 days. And you have to continue through them until the 90-day mark to see that it's a longevity for results. Uh, I'm going to really quick check in on all the comments, make sure I've answered anybody's questions that are there. Uh, you want to buy... Uh, Okay, so it looks like, yep, you're going to be taken care of. Everyone is good to go. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to say thank you for all for tuning in for Dog Talk. And um, I appreciate you every week that you guys sign in. It is fantastic. It motivates me to come up with more and more information. I have my note for uh, a future episode to talk about scent work. I, I'm going to try to get it in this month, I promise. And um, if, if you guys are available tomorrow morning, 9 o'clock, for stuck in the truck, you can go to the official, uh, I'll put it in the comment section as well. The at official MJ solar. Um, at Facebook, you can go to the official MJ solar, uh, check it out. We can lock and load you in to our new show called stuck in the truck. It's actually, no, I'm sorry. It's not new. It's 65 episodes long. We are been going uh, for 65 weeks tomorrow. I'm going to have a special guest on my show. So if you are interested, if you're around at nine o'clock in the morning, you can check out the official MJ solar at uh, on Facebook and watch live stuck in the truck, just like you're watching tonight. Dog talk. If not, you can also check out all past episodes of dog talk as well as stuck in the truck. If you're looking for a little bit of motivation, podcasting information or business building, you can check those out at BLK9 TV. And if you guys are looking for some things for your dogs to do until the end of December, you can sign up for our day train program, which is really simply $45 a day. Your dog gets one-on-one -on -one attention from a trainer, getting specifically worked out, exercise, and having a great old time for mental, physical um energy exhausted out of their body uh, while you're at work or school. So I hope you guys uh, tune in next week. I hope you also tune in tomorrow morning. I can't wait to see you guys. Enjoy your night. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.